Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics fall to the Los Angeles Clippers, 113-93. Yes, a 20-point loss, another back-to-back loss for the Celtics here. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. And similar to last game against the Warriors, it is going to be pretty loaded on the back end here as far as negatives go uh, to get things started uh, want to give player of the game to Malcolm Brogdon this is you know Malcolm Brogdon continuing to play at his you know sixth man of the year campaign like this is a this is a really solid game for me played 31 minutes in this one 18 points four rebounds six assists he was that steadying presence for most of the night for the Celtics uh, it seemed like whenever the Celtics like desperately needed a basket, he came up big in a couple of big spots. He had a huge three to break a 20-3 to three run uh, from the Clippers, then got fouled, hit two free throws immediately after, uh, and just uh, honestly continued to play well throughout this one. It is a, it's certainly a tough game through and through, but Malcolm Brogdon was – you know, one of, in my opinion, the two bread spots, Malcolm and the other guy was Grant Williams. You know, we've seen Grant honestly struggle the last couple of games. And, you know, he's a guy that's had a, a great season. He's a guy that bet on himself. He didn't take the extension because he thought he could get more than what the Celtics offered him. And, you know, for 90% of the season, it's looked like that was the absolute right decision. And the last couple of games, Grant has struggled. But what we saw in today's game was Grant come out super aggressive. There were a couple of plays today where Grant had Kawhi on him, and he did not care at all. Grant was bodying Kawhi down low. He was getting to spots. He was throwing up fakes, driving in, getting in ones. This was a really good game for Grant Williams, you know, through and through. And I'm not going to say that about, you know, really anybody else. Malcolm Brogdon and Grant Williams, really the only two players that had solid games in this one. Marcus Smart really struggled. Derek White really struggled. Jalen Brown didn't really struggle. It was a decent game from him, but he got in foul trouble. Wasn't able to play a ton. Uh, Jason Tatum struggled. Like through and through, even you know Blake Griffin, you're not really expecting much, but defensively he was pretty bad. Gave up a ton of rebounds. Uh, you know, honestly, like through and through, it's not a great game for the Celtics. But those two guys, Malcolm Brogdon and Grant Williams, were the two bright spots in this one. Uh, with that being said, that's about all I have for the positives. And I hate saying that to you guys. Uh, but I want to transition here. I need to talk about some of the issues that we ran into here if it's a a cause for concern uh, and really where the Celtics need to go from here but to get things started I need to take a quick break for word from our sponsors 
This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms, your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. And to get things started, want to talk about the Jays. Uh, I mean, those are the two pillars. This is a this is a game where you're going against arguably the other best duo in the NBA. Uh, I think everybody at this point, especially on this podcast, has basically agreed that the Celtics are the best duo. Uh, but Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, not far behind. And this was a game where we got outplayed. It's as simple as that. The two Jays didn't really show up and play the same game that we've you know, seen them play all season long. Jason Tatum, again, MVP candidate, didn't really show up against the Warriors, really expecting a, a bounce-back game, like a huge monster game for Jason Tatum, 35-plus. Like, this is that's kind of what I was coming into this game expecting. And I know that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, solid defenders, both really, like, coming off of injuries, wasn't expecting them to be, you know, playing at the level that they did play out today. But Jason Tatum didn't show up. You know, he still ended the game 20 points, 11 rebounds, People are going to say that he had a solid game. I don't really buy it. I don't buy it. He was 7 of 20 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3. 
a lot of it was super forced. Like I just didn't, I don't, I didn't like the game that he played today. A lot of it wasn't in rhythm. You know, this whole season, and I've said, I said it last podcast, I've said it a million times this year. This offense has been on a historic run because of ball movement and guys playing in rhythm. Jason Tatum was not doing that today. And I'm not going to place all of the blame on him. I think, you know, even Jalen Brown was kind of playing a similar fashion, right? Both of these guys came in here, I think, trying to force the issue because they knew they just lost last game and they wanted to come out and make a statement. And they both kind of played, you know, back to that selfish style of basketball that we saw a lot of last year that kind of honestly plagued us. But this is not this is another back to back game for Jason Tatum where he just he didn't play up to par. Jason Tatum should be scoring significantly more than 20 points and he should be shooting at a much higher percentage than 35 percent. Like it's not it's not good enough. It's not enough. Uh, Jalen Brown, while the percentages were there, he ended the night 21 points, nine of 15 from the field. He was one of six from three. And a lot of those threes, again, not in rhythm. Similar to what I was talking about with Jason Tatum. Like these are pull-up threes for Jalen Brown, but they weren't falling. You know, you look at those numbers between the two of them, that is three of 14 from three. Like those are horrible, horrible numbers, under 25%. And honestly, the Celtics as a team shot 23%. So it's not even just them. Blake Griffin, who was 3 of 4 the other night, 0 for 2. Marcus Smart, 1 of 4. Derek White, who shot 1 of 7 last game against the Warriors. I was talking, Mike Gorman talked about it. I was talking about it on the podcast, how Derek White has really been Mr. Consistent, being right around 15 points almost every game. He laid up a dud last game against the Warriors, 1 of 7 shooting. Tonight he was 1 of 3. Useless. And like I don't, I'm not saying it to bash him. Like I, I still, I love Derek White. I think he's a he fits within this offense very well. But I was a little confused on really where Joe Missoula was going with this team today. This is a another game. Al Horford did not play, and we actually have an update on that. Apparently, he, him and his wife had their fifth baby. Uh, wasn't aware. No one actually mentioned anything, but I guess back in June, he announced that they were expecting their baby and the timeline matches up. He said personal reasons. That was on the injury report. People are just assuming that it's the baby at this point. So I'm going to go out, say that that's the case. He's not playing against the Lakers either, but when you're going against a team like the Clippers who are very big, Right, you're playing Zubac, you're playing Marcus Morris, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, two big wings, one big, one solid big, and then Marcus Morris, who is just a, a really solid big wing guy. Doesn't really play down low, but another solid wing. You go out and play a fairly small starting lineup. Like you're running out the two guards, Derek White, Marcus Smart. But then you're moving Jalen Brown to the three, Jason Tatum to the four, and then you're running Blake Griffin, who, again, is fairly small at that five position. So 
if that's the case, you're going against a pretty big team in Los Angeles and you're running a fairly small lineup. So I didn't really understand where Joe Missoula was going with this. So that part kind of confused me, honestly kind of pissed me off. And, and it, it, there's good reason behind it, right? You look at the way that the Clippers played today. They had 11 offensive rebounds. What plagued us against the Warriors? Offensive rebounds. Same thing happened again tonight. This is another game where he had 15 turnovers as well, 12 points off of those 15 turnovers. We let up 14 fast break points. Guess how many we scored? One. And I'll give the Celtics a, a tiny bit of credit here. The first four or five minutes of this game, I loved the pace that they were playing with. After every rebound, they were sprinting down the floor. They were playing with pace. It didn't translate into points, but it forced the Clippers to get back on defense. That stopped. This game was completely, completely ruled by the Clippers running their pace, running the game the way they wanted to play. And the Celtics just tried to adapt, and it didn't work. Right? This is a it's a solid defensive team in Los Angeles, but nothing the Celtics were trying to do today really happened. Again, this is a team that has done so well because of ball movement, three-point shooting. We ended the night with 27 assists, and I'll give them credit on that part. A lot of those came in the fourth quarter when we were trying to make a comeback. Did it happen? Not quite. Uh, however, if you look at the fourth quarter, like it was significantly closer. Right, it was we got, we got outscored 25-21 and honestly the last 4 minutes of it was straight garbage time with no starters in. And honestly, that's another reason that I'm a little frustrated with this game. The Celtics were down by what felt like or what should have been a million points. We were down by 24 points in this one and Joe Mazzulla just kept running the starters out there. There were eight minutes left in this game, and there were still we were down twenty-four. All of the starters still in the game. Why? It doesn't make sense. Like we play another back-to-back tomorrow against the Lakers. Like I don't, I don't know who's playing for the Lakers at this point. I know Anthony Davis and LeBron both missed their last game. I don't know if they're going to play or not. But honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, you shouldn't be playing Jason Tatum 37 point, thirty-seven minutes in a game where you lose by 20. Jalen Brown only played 30, so I'm really not going to complain too much there. He was in foul trouble. There's a reason that he played low minutes. But, like, why are we putting guys out there if the Celtics have no chance of coming back? 24 points with eight minutes left. You're not going to overcome that. Like, we've had some incredible runs this season. We've went out there and embarrassed teams with some of our runs. That's not happening, especially the way that this team was playing today. Right? You look at the offense. The offense was bad. Right? The 9 of 39, 23% from three, like that's an issue. Right? And you look at, honestly, the way that we shot against the Warriors, we had a million wide open shots. Wide open shots. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but we shot like 20%, 25% on wide open threes. Wide open threes, we shot that low. 
So it's not like we had bad shots and just weren't hitting them. Like we had good shots and weren't hitting them. That part's super frustrating. Today, it kind of felt like the, that was the case here as well. Like there were a lot of pretty good looks, but guys just weren't hitting them like at all. And it's just so frustrating to watch because this team, like we've seen, you know, 21 times this season, we're 21 and seven. We've seen 21 games where the offense has been great. It wasn't the case today. And honestly, the defense was even worse. This is a fairly, this is a pretty good Clippers team with a lot of offensive firepower. You know, Kawhi, very good player. Paul George, very good scorer. Marcus Morris, I'll give him a ton of credit. I loved him when he was in Boston. He's still super efficient. Had 13 points on six of eight from the field today. Like, they have a lot of guys that can go out and just hit shots. In that fourth quarter, they were they were doing everything. Right? This isn't a situation where the Celtics were trying to, to make a comeback and just weren't hitting shots. We were hitting shots in the fourth quarter, but we were trading baskets because we could not stop them for the life of us. You've got John Wall running in transition, making plays. You've got Kawhi posting up Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, it's the this is like the one guy that for whatever reason Marcus Smart just cannot handle. Marcus Smart, I think, can defend almost anyone in the NBA. We've seen him against Embiid. We've seen him against Jokic. Kawhi had his number today. We will not see those stats come out where Kawhi had five possessions on Marcus Smart and scored zero points. Definitely not the case today because there were three, four possessions where Kawhi got Marcus Smart down low in the paint, out on the wing, and just posted him up, made the most of it. But this is a really, really good game for Kawhi Leonard. 25 points, nine rebounds, six assists on 10 of 12 from the field. 10 of 12. He missed two shots all night. This is a guy that has missed a million games this year. This is the best he's played all season long, and it happened to be against you know Marcus Smart defending him a decent amount. It's not good. It's not good. Through and through, this is a really tough game. You'd like to see a little bit of fight from these guys on the defensive end, and there was a minute stretch in that fourth quarter where the energy level shot through the roof. Had two back-to-back stops, looked good, missed our shot. And then immediately after, the Clippers hit theirs. And it's like, it's icing on the cake. It's just, it's at that point, the game is a wrap. But at this point, the Celtics had now lost two straight games. The last time the Celtics lost two straight games, they went on to win 15 of their next 17 games. Now, We go, we're actually, I can't say go, we stay in Los Angeles and play the Los Angeles Lakers tomorrow night. It's another late game. Hate these late games. However, right now, like we went out there, played Jason Tatum 37 minutes. You know, some of our starters, some of our guys, 30 plus minutes. And now we need to turn around and try to play a, a Lakers team that you know 
has kind of struggled the last couple of games, but went on a pretty stro- solid stretch of basketball. So I'm curious to see how the Celtics kind of respond to this. They're six and four in their last 10. Uh, but I'm curious to see how the Celtics respond because dropping three straight is not a good end to a three and O start on your six game road trip. We talked about it in the beginning of this, you know, before this road trip started coming back with a four and two record would be excellent. Like that was my expectation coming back with a five and one record. I thought would have been fantastic, but a four and two record is what I expected. And I'd be happy with that. Or I said, I would be happy about that at this point. Now I would be thrilled about it because I don't want to go back three and three, but are, is there a reason to hit the panic button on this team? I know a lot of people are saying it, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. All right. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's way too early to be sitting here and freaking out about this team. At the end of the day, is the offense going to slide back a little bit? Sure. Have we talked about it on this podcast and that it, it would be expected for the offense to take a step back. Yes. Right. There's no way that the Celtics are going to, you know, hold that historic run on the offensive end with an offensive rating of 120. Like it's natural that that's going to degress a little bit. Now, what we've seen the last two games is more than you know, taking a slight step back, that is a massive step back. And that part needs to change. But two games is not a big enough sample size, in my opinion. The Warriors' loss sucked. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was a tough game. It was a tough pill to swallow. But the reason that it hurt so much is because it was the Warriors. This game, it didn't hurt as bad because it wasn't the Warriors. It's just the Clippers. Now, if we go out and do this to the Lakers tomorrow and we also lose by 20, that one's probably going to hurt a little bit more, right? But I don't think that two games against two solid teams, you know, Curry and Clay, two of the best duos or two of the best players in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, two of the best players in the NBA. Honestly, the Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, two of the best players in the NBA. So we're going up against three of the best duos in the NBA. So it's not super, super alarming to go in and kind of struggle on the back end of a a six game, a long road trip. I believe they said it was like a 14 day road trip. That's tough. It's tough to battle through. So at this point, It sucks. I wish we didn't lose two straight games. But it's not time to hit the panic button yet. This Celtics team has shown that they're perfectly capable of coming out and playing offense at a super high level. Al Horford is very clearly missed. On the offensive side and the defensive side, we have very little rim protection. Honestly, no rim protection. Luke Cornett did have a really, really solid block against John Wall in this one, but there's very little rim protection. 
including Cornette, right? Rob Williams still hasn't played. Hoping to see him soon. Probably not going to be tomorrow, uh, but he was in the arena today. He was there. He's on the road trip. It's possible. Highly unlikely, but it's possible. At this point, the Celtics just need a little jolt. They need a little help at the big man position. Al Horford, not going to be there tomorrow. So the Celtics are starting behind the eight ball again. And this is against a very good Anthony Davis, who is on an MVP type season as well. So that's where we're going to wrap things up. This is a, it's a tough road ahead. It's going to be a battle tomorrow night, uh, but make sure to tune in because it should be a good one. Always is Celtics Lakers. So if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics till I die. Our YouTube page, Boston Celtics game day recap. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me uh, or make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?